Hi everyone, welcome to They Had Fun. I'm Rachel and I am back with another amazing story about New York City. And I realized that I forgot to tell everyone we would be off last week for the holiday, so I apologize for that. But even though we were off for a podcast episode, I was still giving out Rachel's recs on our Instagram and I was so surprised by the response they received. As you guys know, I'm on a budget. So I'm just talking about all of the things I'm having fun doing on a budget. Turns out people have really been drawn to my shoe shine that I was getting done, which I love doing at this time of year, but I made this silly video for Instagram. People have been going wild for it. So I thought it would be in our best interest to let all of you know that last week I talked about the leather spot in Grand Central Station because it is truly one of my favorite things to do and it's very inexpensive. And then walking over to the New York Public Library on Fifth Avenue because the room is gorgeous and you can work from there for free. So those were my Rachel's recs last week. You can check out a video about them on our Instagram. However, I am going to still bring you two more budget Rachel's recs this week. Things I've been loving in the city and we're just going to go with it. First up, Happy hour at Decades in Ridgewood, Queens. You guys know I ride for Ridgewood. Get on board or get out of here. That's what I have to say. But as I am on a budget, they have started a new happy hour, five to seven, Monday through Friday, truly becoming one of my favorites in the city. Okay, the cutest little thing that they do is for $18, you get an arancini and a martini. So you get two of their, like, these are so good. Just trust me on this. Everyone who has had them are like, oh my God, delicious, freshly made arancini and you get a martini with it. You don't have to get the martinis. They have glasses of wine. They have a 50-50. That's what I've been liking to get. I think that's $12. Also very exciting. Decades only sells whole pies. However, at their happy hour, they do a $4 square slice. It is so, so, so good. Go hit up this happy hour. I promise you're going to love it. I sit at the bar. Of course, you know that's my favorite. Shout out, Skylar. It's just such a great deal. You can get a slice of pizza. You can get a cocktail. You can get out of there for like 40 bucks if there's two of you. If you're just on your own, you can get out there for $8 because they have a beer for four bucks. It's just such a great time. I love going there. As I say, great excuse for you to come check out Ridgewood. I know you guys are always talking about it. Here is your excuse to do it. Okay. Let's get on to my second Rachel's rec. I'm going to be honest. Couldn't decide what I wanted to do this week. And I just kept thinking, I know what I want to recommend, but I don't know if it will bother people. And then I just thought, you got to do it. The shoe shine works out for you. So why not just go for it? I am recommending that you take the bus. Yeah, that's what I'm recommending. Taking the New York City bus. And you know why? It really is so fun. It is the exact same price as taking the subway, except it's even better. Okay, okay, the whole caveat to all of this is you need the time, okay? Don't get on a bus if you got to get somewhere in a hurry. The bus is for leisure. The bus is for fun. The bus is for looking out the window. Your phone works the entire time. You get to see everyone out on the street. You get to interact with your fellow New Yorkers. I don't know. There is just something about it I love so much that if I'm strolling along and I have the time, again, important, and I see a bus coming, I will jump on. And I have found that many people do not do this, including my husband. I was telling him, I'm like, I think I'm going to do the bus. Is that stupid? And he's like, no, talk about how I never used to take the bus until you started making me do it. And now I'm a bus boy. And he is, he loves the bus. It is just such a good experience Take a New York City bus to go to the next place you need to go. Or if you don't need to go anywhere, why not go to a place that you can only get to by bus? That deserves your attention to uh, anyone you want. Maybe the M1, maybe the Q38, maybe the M23. It'll take you across town. I am a bus fan. I love the subway. I love the ferry. You know I love my city bikes. However, I also love the bus. 
That's it, guys. Cheap happy hour in Queens and a suggestion for you to finally take the bus for the first time. These are the hot takes we are bringing you here at They Had Fun, and I hope you are enjoying them. And speaking of pure enjoyment, let's get on to my guest for today. This is once again a listener suggestion, so I was very lucky to get her. And like many a New Yorker we have on the show, she has a very long list of accolades and titles, so let's bring you a few of them. She is a voiceover artist. She is an actress, and maybe most importantly, she happens to have been the maitre d' at the wonderful Odeon right here in Tribeca for many, many years. We're going to get into it. Please welcome to the show, Roya Shanks. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Well, as I was mentioning in your intro, I would love to talk about how you have worked at the famed, very well-known, everyone loves it, Odeon for a very, very long time. But why don't you go ahead and tell us how long you have worked there? Well, in uh, December, it will be 22 years. And the restaurant's been open almost 43. So I have now worked there more than half of its life. And I have worked there half of my life. <laughs> that is so wild. And also congratulations, I think. But it Thank feels you. like- <laughs> Or something. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it feels like an extreme rarity in New York City to work anywhere for that long, let alone like in the restaurant industry. But of course, you're so well known there. Everyone loves you. You know, a bit of a background here of how I got you on the show. One of my guests who had been on was like, you got to get Roya. You got to get Roya. She has the most amazing fashion. Everyone loves her at the Odeon. She's so cool. You instantly recognizable. And I was like, well, I'll try my best. <laughs> but I went in and I, um, stalked you and I got you to be on the show. Everyone knows you there. Everyone loves you. You've been there for so long. So I guess the next question is, why have you stayed for so long? Besides the fact that everyone loves it and you probably have a great job. Why have you stayed at the Odeon for so long? Uh, I definitely started in restaurants just because I was a young actor and that seemed like the thing to do. It was like temp or work in a restaurant and I had no restaurant experience. And I just went into the Odeon. I was 22, didn't know what I was doing, had been in New York for only a couple weeks. Oh, my God. I had a roommate that I didn't know. It was just a temporary sublet situation. And I had gone through Village Voice ads back in the day. And she said, oh, yeah, Odeon's a good place. I didn't know anything about anything. Uh, and I went in and the manager at the time, the general manager, was a very kind of larger than life Brazilian man named Marcelo, who loved having very lengthy interviews with people coming in. I think it was like his favorite part of the job. Uh, and he kept kind of double checking that I had no experience because it's also very customary to lie about uh, restaurant experience. Right. Um, so I think it probably at that time was rare that someone was literally just like, no, I, I don't. I don't know. But he, you know, took a chance and uh, I started. I started as a server. I was a server there for a couple of years and then became a manager after like two and a half years. You started as a server with no experience? I would think maybe yes, like I hostess did. or No, I, server, <laughs> server, like no, like really no experience. What was the learning curve on that? I mean, it was steep, but honestly, if you're decently physically coordinated, have a good memory, enjoy people, enjoy multitasking, which I do. It's just about practice. Like, it's not that bad. So generally, because I've been there so long, I, I don't find it stressful. But yes, I mean, in any given night, there might be a half an hour period when, oh, my God, I'm behind in tables. Everything is falling apart. The servers are dropping things. The food's taking too long, whatever. Like, that can happen. And I just remember, like, it's just dinner. <laughs> you know? We're all going to be okay. We'll come out the other side. Yeah, it's just dinner. It's okay. 
I love talking to people on this show who, in my mind, have these sort of like illustrious careers. And, you know, you do your acting as well and you do all sorts of other things. But when you become such a known personality in such an institution, I love hearing that it's kind of like, well, it was happenstance. And my uh, <laughs> friend told me that, yeah, that's a good place. Like you can go there. I just think it's interesting. And I think it's what makes New Yorkers so interesting is I just wound up there and then I wound up loving it. And like, I learned on the job and I learned on the fly and like, I turns out I'm great at it. And people seem to love to see me there. It just feels very New York to me when things sort of work out like that. I know that's an optimistic way of looking at it, but to me, that's how I view it. No, totally. It, it would, this was not necessarily going to happen. And and a lot of my personality and my style and everything else has kind of, I think, evolved with the job. I mean, you know, I started at a time when you are still kind of developing who you are and I just moved to New York. Also, like the fashion freedom that being the maitre d' there allows me. I, I mean, I'm sure I would not dress the way I do if at 22 I had become a temp and then had just worked in an office for the rest of my life, you know? See, that's so interesting to hear too, because it kind of like shaped who you are. Not only did you stay and get something out of it, but it also shaped the person you were going to be. As we were referencing, you really do have this take on vintage fashion. It's interesting how all these worlds can intersect like this in New York City, but you have this incredible take on vintage fashion that has kind of become I don't know. You tell me sort of one of like your biggest calling cards now, like your Instagram following. Everybody loves seeing what you're wearing. I I personally love seeing the pictures of you just outside of the Odeon at the host stand. And how did that sort of happen? Did you just fall into it kind of like you're saying or, or where did it come from? I did. I mean, I, you know, in college, I shopped at The Gap like seriously. I mean, appearance was super, super downplayed in my family. Like this was not something that was considered important. And like, I don't think it's important. I mean, I don't think beauty is important or anything like that. But, you know, the way I dress gives me pleasure. So that's what's important about it. Not the fact that I like look a certain way. Yeah. Creative outlet. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It it is a form of expression for me. And I Mm -hmm. find joy in it. You know, when I hear like, oh, downsize and throw away everything that doesn't bring you joy. I'm like, wait a second. That's like they all bring me joy. (laughs) I can't throw away anything. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I've taken over every closet in our apartment. I have clothes like at my in-laws in Connecticut. It's it's becoming a problem. And I have two young children with no closet needs to speak of who will one day have closet needs. I feel like that is also, again, so classic New York. Of, like yeah. you see the ads where people are like, everyone knows New Yorkers keep clothes in their oven. <laughs> like it's like exactly what we do. OK, well, you definitely have fashion that stands out. I really hope that everyone, if they hear this, decides to stop by the Odeon and see you and be like, what's Roy up to and says hello to you and compliments you. Come say hi. Come say hi. It's no compliments necessary, but come say hi. It's a community. I mean, that's why I've stayed so long. I can just tell it's so fun. Yes, everything is a job. And yes, there is, of course, work to be done. And I'm sure it's stressful, all the things we've said. But I bet you that place is just so fun. And I know the people coming in there. I mean, I know myself going in there. If we're ever in the neighborhood, you know, oh, let's go to the Odeon, sit at the bar. It's just one of those places. And yeah, Everyone needs to go in and see you. And yes, a compliment is required. That is <laughs> no, what no. I would say. Okay, so now that we know a bit about you and your 22 years spent at one of these great places, I mean, we could get into your acting career. We can get into all of it. But why don't we just start with our typical questions of the show? And let's start with the first one. When did you move to New York? I moved to New York at the end of November 2001. Oh, my goodness. So this is like, and I you know I don't <laughs> want to be heavy right off the bat here but with 9-11, but that is right after that. Yeah. Yeah. What did your family think? What did you think? 
I mean, I didn't know what I was doing. I'm, yeah. I'm like super independent. You know, I went to college when I was 17. I was on a different coast than everyone. Like I've basically been pretty much fending for myself with, you know, emotional family support and everything, but just kind of doing my thing. And mm -hmm. so whatever my family's opinions might have been, like they weren't really shared, I'd say. <laughs> it's funny, my, my, you know, not to make it about me, but my moving to New York thing was sort of similar. There was no conversation from my parents. No. Like I was like, I'm moving to New York and I'm going to pack these two bags. And this is how much money I saved working at the grocery store. And they were like, best of luck. You know, you, it'll be great. It worked out. But it, it's interesting always to hear the different reactions from people's families. Okay. So when you're, you're winding up here in November, 2001, how do you get here? Do you have an apartment ready to go? Like, obviously you had a friend that you were discussing. What, what was kind of that looking like? Um, I had some luggage. I had a sublet, like through a friend, I had a three month sublet in Brooklyn. Like that was what was arranged. Okay. I had like some savings, but not like a huge amount. So I had been to New York City. I mean, I went to college. I went to Yale. So I was in Connecticut, but like I seriously had been to New York like three times. It's not like I had spent a lot of time. I, I didn't know it at all. And I didn't really know what I was getting into. Um, but I showed up in Brooklyn. I had been traveling for more than a year after college graduation. Wait, wait. Where was this apartment in Brooklyn? Uh, it was in Borm Hill. No, no, no. Sorry. Cobble Hill. OK. So three months there. And then I found a studio in Clinton Hill and I lived in Clinton Hill from March 2002 until 2013, like in this in one room. Like I see I'm the I'm the girl with one job and like very few apartments. You are very steadfast, very committed. I mean, there's only been one other person I've ever talked to on the show that has stayed in an apartment for that long. And I think theirs was. 11 years or something like same thing, whereas everyone else kind of bounces about and goes to 20 different apartments. Yeah, I stayed there that long. OK, so the next question is always, why did you move to New York? And uh, no follow up. Yeah. Why did you move to New York? Uh, I mean, acting opportunities. Yeah, I just decided to do it. I mean, if you would ask me then, like, do you expect that you'll be here 20 years from now? I don't know what I would have said, but here I am. Committed still. Yeah, <laughs> very committed. We're very committed. I think that means that you will stay here forever. Yeah, then. yeah. You're succeeding in many ways, but clearly you have a love for the city. Oh, I live at 43rd and 9th now. I mean, I have gone from Clinton. Hill. I'm in the epicenter of the madness. <laughs> Do you love all that madness? Um, yes and no. I mean, I, I wouldn't choose to live next to the Port Authority, which I, I do. But um, mm -hmm. I, I do love where I live. Um, but it's not very peaceful when you walk outside the door. <laughs> and the, the new slogan for Port Authority neighborhood. I love where I live, but it's not very peaceful. <laughs> That's great. OK, well, considering that you have lived here for 22 years, worked in the same job for that yes. entire amount of yes. time is just mind boggling. It's so great. <laughs> Let me now ask you our most important question of the show. And that is, Roya, what is the most fun you've ever had in New York City? OK, well, I decided to tell you a little story about um, whale watching in a period of great anxiety. Whoa. In New York City. OK, so I love whales. So I I honestly, I do not like dogs at all. I do not like cats at all. I mean, like, I really, really don't like them. And it's an unpopular stance at the Odeon in Hell's Kitchen, like all over New York. I try to keep it to myself, but like, it's apparent. I don't like them. I love marine life. You're, I'm a whale person. 
<laughs> no, I love whales. I worked at SeaWorld uh, for a couple summers, like oh my in my God. late teens. And it was like some of the best time of my life. I mean, oh. I love the Odeon, but I also loved working at SeaWorld. Uh, <laughs> and yes, I've watched uh, Blackfish and I understand. I mean, I understand the complications, but I did love working there. Okay. Okay. And I've also traveled a lot and I've been in places that have great whale watching and I have just literally always been at the wrong place at the wrong time. Like I spent a year in South Africa, but wrong coast, wrong time. I've been in Hawaii. I've been in Australia. I've been in Colombia. I've been lots of places where there's great whale watching and like it's never happened for me. Okay. So that's a little background. I am intrigued to say the least. Okay. I'm excited. Well, so it was uh, 2016. I had a boyfriend. We'd been dating for a little more than a year. And it was someone that I had been good friends with before we started dating. So it was kind of, it was quite serious from the beginning because we already knew each other well and trusted each other and all these things. And we went on a three-week trip in the summer of 2016. The last stop was Morocco. So we flew from Morocco uh, to New York. And walked back in his apartment and I like went into his room to drop my bags. And like there was like a setup on his bed, uh, which now, honestly, I can't remember exactly, but it was like a staged setup. And then suddenly he was proposing to me. Oh, like I was like we were exhausted. It was like yeah. a flight yeah, yeah, from yeah, Morocco, yeah, yeah, like yeah. jet lag. And also part of me was like, oh, my God, like he set this up before a three week international trip with me, like like a month ago. Yeah. And I sort of remembered <laughs> how what a spring in his step he had like the day we were leaving. Anyway. Oh, my gosh. So he he proposed as serious as this was. Honestly, I was pretty shocked. And like I said, yes, but it was like. I also felt kind of heavy and weird and complicated about it. And I really have always wanted to be married. Like I grew up quite traditional. Like this was sort of how I was really going to have a relationship was to be married. So I actually, in theory, had wanted to be married since I was pretty young and like had never come close to being married. And the fact that I had never come close to being married was like a source of distress for me and all this stuff. And I was proposed to. And he he said to me, will you be a family with me? I didn't even exactly get that. Anyway, I said yes, but I was freaking out. Whoa. And it wasn't the kind of thing like, oh, I'm calling my friends, show my ring, like that I see all this stuff around about like that. Like, I don't relate to that at all. I was really for a couple weeks racked with anxiety. You know, meanwhile, I have work and everything else. And I'm like, okay, I need to like just take an afternoon and just do something for myself, with myself, like, get out of here. Meanwhile, like, whale watching was pretty new to New York City. I remember when I saw on the cover of the Post, like, a picture of a humpback whale. <laughs> like, I was like, what are you talking about? Like, there's... I didn't even know, like, till right this moment no, that there, you there, could do whale there... <laughs> I think something happened. I don't know if migratory routes changed or it's because of climate change. Oh, or okay, what. okay. But, like, there is now whale watching in New York City. You heard it here first. And I think it it was a few years before 2016 that this like became a thing. So you're in a trapped engagement and you're thinking, I got to get to the I got to do something to make myself feel good. I got to get to the whales. Yeah, I got to get to the whales. Yes. OK. Oh, I love this. So at that time, my route was like you take the two to Brooklyn College and then you catch a bus, the Q35, like through Brooklyn and, you know, it's a thing. it takes a while. I mean, when I think about times that I've been happiest in my life, it's on a moving form of transportation by myself going somewhere. Beautiful. 
And you know that bridge that you cross going to the Rockaways? It's like yeah. California Bridge. I mean, it's like not, it's like, is this New York City? Yes, yes, bridge? yes, yes. I've ridden that bus across that bridge. Yes. Okay. So you know what I'm talking about, like going on this yeah. bridge, like towards the water, feeling that freedom. And this was a really, really hot summer. Like it was, it was more than a hundred degrees. I'm sure it was more than a hundred degrees. And part of me is like, okay, this is like a three hour boat ride. It's like a hundred degrees. Do I even want to do this? Or am I just, is this just stupid? But it's like, no, embrace it. This is who I am. Like I want to be, this is why I'm freaked out about getting married because as much as I wanted to be married, I also love my life. Mm -hmm. I love being a free agent in the world, just going where I want by myself, you know, on a Q35, on a Q35 <laughs> bus and just feeling free. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I got to the boat. It was incredibly hot. So it was very sparsely attended. I don't remember everyone that was there, but I it's not a lot of New Yorkers like it's, you know, some tourists mm -hmm. and it's not a lot of New Yorkers by themselves like on this boat. And I remember a family there, like a husband and wife and a kid who was maybe like eight or nine. And I chatted with them a little and they had me take their picture. They were really happy to be together, the three of them. And I took their picture and I I thought for a few minutes, like, what does it mean to be a family? And I don't know if I want children for sure, but maybe just having a husband even without children, like that is a family. Yeah. And maybe I do want to be a family. And yet, I know that even if I go through with this, like I am still me. And they they took my picture. They're a little bit like, who is this lady? Yeah. You know, um, she's a whale fan. Leave her yeah, alone. Yeah, I'm a whale fan. <laughs> I don't know something about that trip. I just realized, like, especially because of the the character of you know my boyfriend now fiance. Like, he's not going to try to squelch me. Like, this man knows better than to try to change who I am. Like, he loves me. Oh you know, my God. and <laughs> I thought. I don't want to ruin your story, but I thought we were talking about an ex-boyfriend, but we're no, leading. No, no, we're talking about oh my, my husband. Gosh. No. Okay. 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 I just was panicked. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, no, he's a good guy. We are married. <laughs> We've been married almost seven years, but like that boat ride, it wasn't like, oh, I got on the boat and I was freaked out and I got off the boat and I wasn't by any means, but I kind of realized that I am who I am. And I'm always like on a Tuesday in New York going to like go whale watching or go here by myself or there by myself. And now I have two kids and I still kind of do my own thing, which is kind of crazy, but that's what I need. No, it's not. It's great. I Is that the end? Uh, yes. I mean, I definitely did not see any whales. There was, like, there's... <laughs> I've gone uh, since then also on this trip in New York and have not seen any whales. Okay. I did see some dolphins on a subsequent trip. All right. That's some maritime which, life. Which is, you know, it's yeah. something, but no whales. <laughs> but I still had fun. Yeah, it's beautiful. I love it so much because I love hearing stories like this because I'm always trying to tell people it's not about or it doesn't have to be about the partying. And I love this idea of a story of you by yourself and New York as the catalyst of changing you or calming you or making you a better person. And it's all of these different woven things. Like you said, like you, I didn't even see a fucking whale. Like it wasn't about <laughs> the whale. Like I had this day to myself and you're ending it so 
just beautifully. I had fun in New York City that day. And I know that even though I'm a little hesitant, I'm a little nervous. I know I love this person. I can still be that person who goes out on a Tuesday in New York City and does whatever I want. And I do think like, listen, you're you're a whale fan. You had a fun day. <laughs> you went and did your thing. I'm with you that whole ride of like taking the train to the bus. And everyone kind of forgets that New York City is a coastal town and we have all of these things. And I just think it is an absolutely touching, great, fun, in your way, fun for you story. And that's what I'm always saying. There's all types of fun to be had in New York City. And I'm so glad to hear that this is your husband and that is who <laughs> yes. still with. And it didn't end with a tragic, like, coming back off the boat and walking in the apartment no. and being like, it's over. Like, no, no, I mean, this was uh, summer and December 2016 we got married. Oh, oh my gosh. I love it. Happiness. Guys, you can find love. You can <laughs> find fun. You can find happiness. You can possibly maybe find dolphins, but we cannot guarantee any <laughs> Yes. I love this story so much. Um, I just think it is such a great New York story. Thank you so much for sharing it. Okay. Now I have to ask you, knowing that you're the woman who loves your time alone in New York City and has stayed here for so long, I have to ask you our last and final question. And that is, what is your favorite thing about New York? My favorite thing about New York is the dichotomy that like the international diversity, but with the small town, like people that don't live here do not understand that it's a small town. On one hand, at 43rd and 9th in my corner, like my kids are exposed to a greater spectrum of humanity in like 10 minutes than most Americans would be in their lifetimes. Yes. I mean, literally. Mm -hmm. But if I walk five blocks or take the train anywhere, I bump into someone I know. And that is magic. That's what I love. I love that it's a small town, but also the world's here. <laughs> Wonderful. Just a perfect. It's such a great answer. I feel the same way. I think a lot of people forget that it is a small town and you constantly do bump into people that you know. And even if it's not your neighborhood, you're shocked that you see somebody else. And that's a perfect stamp on the end of this year. It's a small town, New York City. That's what we're telling you. Yeah. Big Apple, small town. Yeah, exactly. Roya, thank you so much for being on the show, for talking New York with me, for hosting New York City Diners at the Odeon for so long with so much charm and charisma and style and for being on the show and telling me that truly, I'm saying it again, beautiful story. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. And I'll see you soon at the Odeon. Yes, please. Most of all, thanks, New York. They had fun. 